guys, welcome back to In This Space with me, your host, Taylor Nicole. I'm so excited to have you guys back today. It has been a great, great week, and I'm hoping that you guys have had a great week as well. So this is kind of a bonus episode. I will just be doing a little bit of scripture analysis into my Bible study of 1 Kings chapter 3, and that is going over Solomon's request and his wisdom. Now, I read this this week, and it was on my heart to just share this with you guys because I thought this was extremely interesting and just nice to see something that occurs um, now happen in the past and how I can relate to this a little bit. So I do want it to be like, you guys don't have to pull out your Bibles. You don't have to, but if you want to, that would be amazing. But I'm going to try to read the scriptures as best as I can so that if you're not near a Bible or maybe you're doing something or you're busy, you can still hear the word. So let's get started. First Kings chapter 3, 6 through 14. And Solomon replied, you have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. And for context, I included this because this is just letting you know that the end of King David's reign ended in about chapters one through two after he passed away and God fulfilled his promise to King David by anointing Solomon to be the next king. And that was acknowledging that he always keeps his promises. Now, next we will start on verse seven, Lord, my God, you have now made your servant king in my father David's place. Yet, I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And those lines, he literally asked God for a receptive heart. And he asked him to discern, to be able to discern. He admitted where his shortcomings might be as a king, and he prayed for wisdom to effectively guide the people. He was humble enough to say he had no experience in leadership. That is powerful. Now let's start on verse 10. Now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. So God said to him, Because you have requested this and did not ask for long life or riches for yourself or the death of your enemies, but you asked discernment for yourself to administer justice, I will therefore do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so that there has never been anyone like you before and never will be again. In addition, I will give you what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that no king will be your equal during your entire life. 
If you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and commands, just as your father David did, I will give you a long life. God was pleased with Solomon. He was pleased that Solomon wasn't selfish in his prayer or request. He only prayed for wisdom and discernment, but God gave him riches and honor as long as he remains faithful to him. Oftentimes we pray for selfish things. Maybe that purse, that Mercedes Benz, a million dollars, a Bottega bag, (laughs) I don't know. Rather than the strength or the wisdom, don't get me wrong, it is okay to pray for ourselves. It is okay to pray for ourselves, but it is better to rely on him than to rely on ourselves to fill those gaps. King Solomon could have prayed for an abundance of wealth. He could have prayed for a long life, but that could have not been what God had called him to do. And a lot of times those riches can lead to corruption or it could have just been something that he didn't truly need. And so I think it is a very good reminder to distinguish a need versus a want. And he used that wisdom. He uses that wisdom to help his people and to truly distinguish between good and evil. And this is a verse that I want us to be reminded of. And that's Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And that is saying that you can pray, pray, pray and petition for him or for things, but you need to remember to thank Kim, continue to thank him in your prayers. And so I think that is what I gained from this as well. Now, another part that I was looking through is 1 Kings 3, 16 through 28. And this is where Solomon, King Solomon shows his wisdom. So we'll start at 16. Then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One woman said, please, my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house and I had a baby while she was in the house. On the third day after I gave birth, she also had a baby and we were alone. No one else was in this house. Just the two of us were there. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was asleep. She laid him in her arms and she put her dead son in my arms. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, I discovered he was dead. That morning when I looked closely at him, I realized that he was not the son I gave birth to. No, the other woman said, my son is the living one. Your son is the dead one. The first woman said, No, your son is the dead one. My son is the living one. So they argued before the king. The king replied, this woman says, this is my son who is alive and your son is dead. But that woman says, no, your son is dead and my son is alive. The king continued, bring me a sword. So they brought the sword to the king and the king said, Cut the living boy in two and give half to one and half to the other. Now, let me put a disclaimer. This was a use of wisdom and not a literal action. There was not going to be a baby that was going to be cut in half. So let's continue. 
the woman whose son was alive spoke to the king because she felt great compassion for her son. My Lord, give her the living baby, she said, but please don't have him killed. But the other one said, he will not be mine or yours. Cut him in two. The king responded, give the living baby to the first woman and don't kill him. She is his mother. All Israel heard about the judgment the king had given and they stood in awe of the king because they saw that God's wisdom was in him to carry out justice. And that is just attested to King Solomon's wisdom through God. Um, The woman whose baby was alive, she professed that she didn't want her baby to be hurt. She didn't want the baby to be hurt regardless. And while the woman who had lost her baby, she was ridden by grief and sorrow. So she had made her statement out of pain. And so that's how King Solomon was able to judge whose baby was whose. And I just thought that was such an interesting point. Um, They are two conflicting chapters, so they don't relate to each other in a way, but they also do because um, six through 14 is kind of showing Solomon um, wanting that wisdom and what he does with that wisdom later on in 16 through 28. So thank you for being here with me and I hope you enjoyed that word. We just looked through 1 Kings chapter 3, 6 through 14 and 16 through 28. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you guys have a blessed, blessed day.